Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of Vire Financial. And on today's Adam Talks, I'm going to tell you how to buy a house with your 401k. Really? Possible? Actually, yeah. There's actually a couple ways that you could use your 401k funds, even if you are still employed and contributing to your company's or employer's 401k plan. There's a few ways that you can get tax-free and penalty-free or even penalty-free use of some of those funds. So listen up. We all need to buy homes, right? There's something important to be said to be a homeowner. And uh, I can tell you buying my house uh, was one of the, the most important things I've done in my life to be able to provide um you know, a foundation for my family. So uh, I think buying a home is one of those life-changing events that, you know, hopefully more and more people can do. Yeah, prices are getting crazy. Uh, There is a lack of inventory, but opportunities will present themselves depending on where you live in the country. And you may say, you know what? Um, Rates are low. Yeah, prices are a bit high, but uh, I saved up some money over the last year and a half. I didn't travel, didn't spend a lot during COVID. I got some extra cash and hey, I listened to this podcast and now I know I can tap into some of my 401k funds and it won't even hurt that badly and then use those funds in combination with some personal funds and a mortgage to buy a house. So let's get right to it. First is the loan option. So if you work in a 401k, you work at a business that has a 401k, um, actually before I get to the loan, let me kind of just go through the general rules when it comes to taking money out of a 401k. Most people don't and can't believe this, but you actually are not just allowed to take the money out of your 401k. I know it's strange because you can do it with an IRA, right? If you have a traditional IRA or Roth IRA or SEP or simple IRA, you can pull the money out anytime you want. You may pay tax and a 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half, but you can do it. No one will stop you. However, in the case of a defined contribution plan, like a 401k, 403b, if it's a government plan, 457b, even a pension plan slash defined benefit, cash balance, there are limitations on your ability to pull that money out. Now, generally, the idea behind it is the government is trying to force you to save and incentivize you to save and basically just doesn't trust you from spending your money. So they have these triggering event rules. And in a nutshell, they basically say this. If you're under 59 and a half, or you're still employed, okay, and the plan is still in existence at the business you work at, you can't touch the money, okay? In the general sense, so whether you have 5,000 bucks or 15,000 or 40,000 bucks or a million, unless you fit into an exception, i.e. hardship or implant service exception, or you leave your job, or the company terminates the plan, you're out of luck. You can't touch that money, okay? Crazy, I know, because 
again, going back to the IRA world, you're saying, well, it doesn't make sense. If I need the money, I'm going to tap into it. Yeah, we've all lived through the 08 financial crisis, you know, 9-11, COVID, and, and other challenges financially in our life. Like sometimes you just got to tap into some of that money. It's just the way it is. And yeah, I'm, I'm the first one to say, don't do it. But listen, you got to live today, right? I mean, yeah, it's important to save for your retirement. But if you have, if you're getting foreclosed on or evicted, or you got to put food on the table, like that's paramount, right? That's the priority. So I understand it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, never, never touch your 401k or IRA. Like stuff happens in life. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I, I gotcha. So there are all these rules. So how do you tap into your 401k to buy a house? So the first is most 401k plans have a loan feature and ask your employer, human resources, your plan administrator. The way the loan feature is that it's probably the most common prohibited transaction exception under 4975D and it can be found uh, in the 72 uh, section of the code for the 401k loan is you can borrow up to $50,000 or 50% of your account value, whatever's less, and you can use that for any purpose including buying a home. And, and here's the wrinkle. Generally, the loan is a five-year loan, payable at least quarterly, at the prime interest rate as per the Wall Street Journal, which is currently 3.25% as of June 2021. Now, that could change, obviously, but in the next year or so, the expectation is that rate will stay pretty um, constant. So there shouldn't be that much variation to the 3.25%. So again, it's a straight-line loan. Principal and interest is combined. Five years, payable at least quarterly. You can do it on a payroll biweekly or monthly, but at least quarterly. It's the longest duration between payments. And the lowest interest rate is prime as per the Wall Street Journal. Some plans say prime plus one. And then, of course, you can't go above like usury laws. Some, some clients of mine want to put in 20, 30, 50% interest rates to boost the amount of money they can dump into the plan, right? If you, if you give yourself a 10% interest rate on a $50,000 loan, you may be able to put in $10,000, $15,000 extra over a five-year period or sometimes more. So there are some advantages to doing a higher interest rate, although most of us will do the lowest, right? Because if you're doing a loan, generally you want to use the money and you don't want to miss the payments because if you missed a loan payment and can't correct it in time, the remaining balance on that 401k loan becomes due and subject to tax and even a 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half. So you definitely want to budget yourself. Uh, you can do multiple loans in some cases. So maybe do 10 now and, and then 30 another time. But you can never go above the lesser of 50,000 or 50% of your account value. So if you have 20,000, you can borrow 10. If you have a million, you can borrow 50. If you have 50, you can borrow 25. If you have 100, you can borrow 50. If you have 400, you can still only borrow 50. So you get tax-free penalty for use of that money, which is huge, right? You can use it for any purpose. You're paying yourself back, right? You're not paying a bank back. The interest is going back to your 401k. So it's a win-win. So you can use that money for any purpose, i.e. buy a house, tax-free penalty for use of that money. So whether you have up to 50k or 10 or 20, whatever's in your 401k that you can get out, you can use that. Pull that money out personally. It's no longer in your 401k. It's in your pocket. You have five years to pay it back, but you can use it for any purpose. Now, here is a little bonus. If you use the loan for a principal residence, 
regulations allow you to extend the loan payments from 15 to 30 years. So I think the conservative uh, payment plan I've seen is 15 years. For, that's what our clients do. So if you take that 50K or whatever you're going to take, the lesser of 50,000 or 50% of your account value, instead of paying that loan back over five years, you get to pay back over 15 years if you're using it to buy a principal residence. So again, that's another bonus. Again, tax-free, penalty-free use of the money. Use it for any purpose, including buying a home. Paying yourself back the interest. Money goes back to your 401k. And then four, a longer loan payment. Five, 15 years instead of five. So it makes those quarterly loan payments a little bit more palatable because instead of paying the loan back over five years, pay back over 15 years. So again, that's a pretty cool way. Let's say you're buying a house for 300,000. You need to come down, let's say with 60K. So let's say you got 25K you saved up. And now you can say, hey, I got potentially 75, 80 in my 401k. I'll borrow 40, bang, use that and aggregate with my 25. I now can do the down payment, get a mortgage. Interest rates are super low now. I can lock in a seven-year arm at like 2.25%, 2.5%. It's free money, basically. And now I have the house of my dreams, and it's basically not even costing me any money. So it's a really cool option. Now, obviously, if you're buying a $900,000 home, you're going to need a little bit more on a down payment. You're only going to be allowed to pull out the 50K loan. But hey, every dollar counts, right? At the end of the day, when you're trying to close on a house and you have all these closing costs and you want to get to that 20% threshold, so you're not paying... Uh, any extra uh, insurance costs on the mortgage. Um, every dollar counts. I've done it. I've seen it. You know, when when I um, in a real estate transaction. So being able to tap into that money, paid over fifteen years, up to fifty k, paying yourself back, tax free penalty for use of the money is kind of cool. Second way that you can tap into your four hundred one k if you're under fifty nine and a half without taking a distribution is a hardship. And basically under the hardship rules, the IRS says whenever, whenever an employee is an immediate and heavy financial need, and again, it depends on all relevant facts and circumstances, although many plans include a safe harbor provision, which is found under Treasury Regulation Section 1.401k, 1D3, little ib, and this gives you some guidance as to what a, a heavy financial need is. And it says it basically determines if the distribution on account of the participant's hardship and the safe harbor provisions, which allows you to get circumvent the whole facts and circumstances test and basically say, okay, I'm going to follow these rules because if I fit in to any of these categories, I know I can satisfy the immediate heavy and financial need. And guess what? It's one of the provisions. It says costs directly related to the purchase of a principal residence for the employee. And it says excluding mortgage payments. So can't use it to buy mortgage payments or use it to buy for to spend on mortgage payments, but you can use it to buy a principal residence. Okay, so here we go. This hardship is gonna let us pull out as much as we need to buy that principal residence. Now the hardship doesn't get you around the tax. You still need to pay tax on the money pull out, which sucks. But hey, it's better than the 10% penalty on top of that. 
The hardship gets you around the 10% early distribution penalty and also gets you access to those funds. Because remember, in a 401k, if you don't have a trigger event, you're under 59 and a half, you still work, plan's still in existence, you can't even touch the money unless you can satisfy a hardship. But thanks to the safe harbor provisions under Treasury Regulation 401k, costs directly related to the purchase of a principal residence counts as a immediate heavy financial need. So that means you can take out whatever you need, so long as it's reasonable, and it's the amount necessary. So if, if you need 80 grand for the down payment, you can't take 400 out, right? You still need to kind of get into that category of amount necessary. Uh, and that's something your, your plan administrator may ask for documentation, but at least you can tap into that money. Yes, you do need to pay tax on that amount. So that's something you need to keep in mind, but you do gain access to it. and you circumvent the 10% early distribution penalty. So that is not as great as the loan because the loan is tax-free penalty-free and you're paying yourself back. Here, you don't have to pay anything back, but you are paying tax on the amount you take out. Although again, you still have the cash, right? If you wanna buy the home from your family, this is the home you dreamed of, this is where you wanna spend the next 30 years of your life with your family, then maybe just sucking up and paying the tax is something you're willing to do but being able to tap into that money for the down payment to buy the home, it is what it is, right? And you get to circumvent the 10% early distribution penalty. Could be worse, right? It's another option. So it's another way through the hardship safe harbor provisions that you can tap into your 401k money to buy a house. There's another safe harbor provision. It's not about buying a house, but it does say that you can do a safe harbor hardship if the payment's necessary to prevent the eviction of the employee from the employee's principal residence or foreclosure on the mortgage. So again, if you have a home and you're dealing with financial issues, uh, right, COVID, and you need to tap into some of that money and you're under 59 and a half, you don't have a triggering event, you don't want to do a loan, you can always do the hardship, pull that money out to starve off, stave off the eviction or foreclosure. But yes, you need to still pay tax on the hardship. It's not a tax-free hardship. It's just a penalty-free hardship. So those are the two main ways to do it. Now, if you're over 59 and a half or you leave your job, then you can take the 401k and just pull it and you'll pay tax. If it's pre-tax, if it's Roth, you'll be able to pull it out generally tax-free. Okay, so this is a situation generally when you're under 59 and a half, you wanna buy a home from your family. The two main options in the 401k, because again, you're not gonna have a trigger an event, can't just pull the money out is the loan, which will give you the lesser of 50,000 or 50% of your account value. It's a tax-free, penalty-free loan, payable over 15 years, straight line, principal and interest in the aggregate, lowest interest rate, 3.25%, prime as per the Wall Street Journal, but you can use it for any purpose, including your home, buying the home, improvements, whatever. The second major exception, uh, I think, and the second option to use these funds to buy a home is the hardship. Under the safe harbor provisions, under 401k regs, you can use any uh, of amounts in your 401k so long as it's necessary for the cost directly related to the purchase of a principal residence. So again, it gets you around the 10% early distribution penalty. It lets you tap into the plan assets, but you still have to pay tax on the amount you take out. So it's not a ideal situation, but it does at least 
get you the money you need to buy the house. So those are the two main ways that you can use 401k funds to buy a home. Again, if you're in the IRA world, it's easier because you don't have triggering events. You can pull the money out. The IRA actually has a $10,000 hardship distribution for first time home buyers. Let's you take that money out um, 10, up to 10K uh, without penalty, still owe tax. Under the 401k hardship safe harbor, you get to pull out more than 10K. Um, but again, you need to show uh, you ha it, it's necessary. So it's actually in some way better than the IRA, which is limited to 10,000. Here you have a, a larger uh, windfall under the safe harbor provision so long as your plan includes uh, these provisions, which, which most do. So there you go. Um, I wasn't lying to you. You could actually use your 401k funds to buy a home. Just got to remember the loan gives you less of 50,000 or 50% 50 of your account value. And then the hardship, if you still need more money, you have to pay tax on what you pull out, but you get around the 10% early distribution penalty. Could be worse, right? So there you go. Um, buying a home again is super important. I would definitely recommend if you're looking to buy a home. Um, sometimes there's never a good time to buy it. Um, I'm of the opinion that when you buy a home, it shouldn't be necessarily to make money. If you live in it and enjoy it and you get your money back in 20, 30 years, then it's a win, right? Because you have the memories of the home. So the most important thing with the home is obviously be in the right community. It's something you and your spouse or your family um, will be happy with. And obviously, um, you, you want to be able to afford uh, the down payment and be able to make the mortgage payment so you're not you know, super tight with money. Um, but being able to tap into some of your 401k funds to make that down payment so you can get around that 20% needed to starve off any uh, potential uh, penalty on the mortgage where you have to you know, put up more money for the mortgage insurance um, is positive. So for most people who are buying homes, you know, from two to 500,000 bucks and need to come up anywhere from 50 to hundred K, you know, tap into that 401k, even if it's just 10, 20 grand, it helps. Um, you combine that with your savings that could put you over the top and uh, hopefully get you into your, your home where you and your family could uh, build uh, some great memories and, and, and build a life together, which at the end of the day, I think is, is what it's all about. So there you go. Thanks for listening. Um, if you are interested, you can always watch this uh, on our YouTube channel at IRA Financial and uh, subscribe. This is one of my three podcasts. This drops every Wednesday, but you can pick up Ad Mail, which drops every Thursday, which goes through three of the best client questions involving self-directed retirement plans. And every Tuesday, I drop AdBits, which tackles a specific self-directed retirement topic on a weekly basis, which I think you'll really enjoy. So uh, again, appreciate all the support. Thank you for listening. I've get, gotten some really, really good feedback from all of you. The self-directed retirement nation's growing. I love it. It's awesome. Uh, I love hearing from you. So keep it up. Uh, I'll keep pumping out the content. Um, Stay strong, stay safe, and talk to everyone again next week.